Barefooting with Sierra uses Buzzsprout. Just start with the equipment you already have and a quiet space. Add Buzzsprout and your podcast is ready to go. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support the show. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Hello and welcome to episode 52 of Barefooting with Sierra. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional and ancestral land of the Cree, Dene, Blackfoot, Ojibwe, and Nakota Sioux. I would also would like to acknowledge that this land is home to the Métis Nation of Alberta and that I'm a settler on this land. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist. I use they-them pronouns and I have been living without shoes since 2010. I created this podcast to keep my audiences in touch with all of my projects, to talk about things I care about, and to interact with the awesome people in my various professional networks. I'm going to break this podcast up into four parts. Novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting, each representing a different aspect of my professional life. I'll give you updates on what I'm working on, let you know about any new works you can see, and keep you in the know about when I do free book giveaways on Amazon. In this episode, which is my Halloween episode, I interviewed psychic medium Patty Negri, who works with the Ghost Adventures team, which airs on Travel Channel. Let's get started. First up, novels. In novel news, the former Edmonton resident and Edmonton Journal columnist Todd Babiak has released a new novel, The Spirits Up, which is a blend of a Halloween and a Christmas novel. This is Babiak's seventh novel, but his first with holiday themes. The Spirits Up is available in Edmonton bookshops, Audrey's Books, and Glass Bookshop, at major book retailers, and at toddbabiak.com. Tanzanian author Abdul Razak Gurna won the Nobel Prize in Literature this year, but his books are practically impossible to find. His latest book, Afterlives, which is his 10th book, was released by Bloomsbury in the UK, but was not published in the US. Many of his other books have gone out of print due to low readership. Now that he's won the Nobel, making him the first Black Laureate in the literature category since Toni Morrison in 1993, Gurna has surged to fame, and people are trying to find his books, but to no avail. Riverhead acquired the publishing rights to Afterlives and two of Gurna's older novels, By the Sea and Desertion, for the United States, but they won't be available until next year. Translation and foreign publication rights have been acquired in an additional 30 countries, according to his agent, Peter Strauss. So not to worry, you will eventually get to read Gurna's books. It's just going to take some time for booksellers to get them in print. Plus, the continued global manufacturing shortage as a result of the pandemic isn't helping matters. But we'll get there. Now on to comics. I always find myself enjoying Inktober so much because I draw more and interact with so many more artists during the month of October than I do the rest of the year. And I always promise myself I'm going to keep up the pace, but I never do. If you know of any similar drawing challenges for November or the rest of the year, please send them to me. In comics news, Joanna Cameron, the actress who starred in DC Comics' TV series The Secret of Isis, died October 15th in Hawaii after suffering a stroke. 
She was 73 years old. Former co-star Joanna Pang Atkins announced Cameron's death in an October 24th Twitter post that read, Sad to post that Joanna Cameron, the mighty Isis, has flown to heaven. She suffered a stroke and passed away from complications this past Friday. We shared the wonderful lasting experience of making The Secrets of Isis, may she RIP. The Secrets of Isis was the first television show with a female superhero lead. Cameron starred as Andrea Thomas, a high school science teacher who discovers an enchanted amulet that bestows her with the powers of the goddess Isis. Cameron also appeared on the show Shazam and portrayed the character Gail Hoffman in the Amazing Spider-Man series in 1978. And then, to show just how things have changed so much from what DC Comics was making in the 1970s, last week they released a Batman Fortnite crossover comic where Batman is in the Fortnite universe and the physical comic comes with in-game rewards, a Batman skin, a Robin backpack accessory, and an exclusive loading screen. The Batman Fortnite Foundation comic is 48 pages long and was created by Scott Snyder, Christus Rage, Donald Mustard, and Joshua Hickson. The cover art is by Greg Capullo and Jonathan Glapian. An, alter an alternate cover was created by Donald Mustard, the creative director at Epic Games. All right, next up is journalism, which means it's time for my interview with psychic medium Patty Negri. Hi, Patty. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Please tell listeners a little about yourself, uh, where you're from, and what you do. Um, okay, I am a native Californian born and raised in Los Angeles County, little beach girl. I talk to deaf people. No, I don't know. I am a psychic. I am a medium. I'm a witch. I always use the term good witch because I, I work positive magic. And I'm a big fan of uh, Wizard of Oz versus white magic, black magic. I do good magic. I'm, I work positive. I work in integrity. And that's it. Uh, I do a lot of television because I am a Hollywood girl. I work with Zach Baggins and the Ghost Adventures guys all the time for the past six years. I've been working with some other new crews lately, the TFIL boys, Elton Castille. Um, I don't know. It's, it's Hollywood. I live in the middle of Hollywood. So a lot. I just had something drop. Uh, yesterday, I worked with Trevor Moore a lot to give you the funny side of talking to ghosts because he's a comedian on the comedy channel. So that um, and, you know, I, I'm known for my energy, I, my seances, my house clearings, as well as my one on one session. So I, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> Wonderful. So you've you've been on the Ghost Adventure several times, which you mentioned. Can you tell us about that experience? Yes, it's great. Zach and the guy. I've yeah, I think at least a dozen episodes so far, and usually a couple of season. Um, yeah, it was the first one was was haunted Hollywood, and it literally was just. I would have been, you know, the word and place they go. Somebody they had heard that I had experienced a ghost at this haunted Hollywood place. And I guess Zach, Zach was impressed or, or what I knew or what I had sensed. So it just started coming in when he needed a seance or when he needed something that to feel it out, to go in and send me in. He, they're, they're, they're real good. They will, they will stop at nothing to not have me know what's going on. 
blind, I mean, literally blindfolded in left in the truck, left in the van. When I walk into a place, I don't know the history of the place at all. I don't know. So he's just, how do you go in and you tell us what happened? And I'm sometimes going, oh gosh, what if I'm not psychic today? What if I don't, but it always works. Their places are so charged. Um, they're great to work with. I mean, they even did that actually at the Cecil hotel. I, I think the latest one that, that has aired that I've shot. Um, he had called me about two weeks before saying, um, we're going to be in LA and we need you. Okay, great. Awesome. Two weeks go by and, and two hours before he goes, okay, hi, can you be here in two hours? And I'm, I'm a girl. I'm thinking, oh, did I wash my hair? Do I have time to put on makeup? Two hours, get downtown. I was at my brother's and I don't remember if he said we were at the Cecil. I don't think so. I'm just getting the address and I get there. I'm like, ah, this is that, this is that water tower girl, Cecil hotel. So again, walking in blind, I didn't know any of the other history. And uh, so it's, it's always a challenge and it's fun, but they're great guys to work with. They are committed 100%, which is why they're in their 24th season, you know, 12th year, because uh, they give it their all. They, they give it their all. So it's always fun. You never know what you're getting into. Yeah, they, they've found some pretty spooky stuff. Yeah. 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 It's some of the places they've gone to, I wouldn't go to. <laughs> that's for sure yeah so you know you you said you're kind of a kind of a hollywood girl with you know being a psychic are you finding that like what sort of work do you kind of put yourself out there for like are you specifically looking for roles in television as an actress do people come to you like how does that work not anymore i mean that's where i started actually i I've had a million careers and things, but I, I was born here. My mom was a dancer and I was actually started out a model and which took lend into acting. When I was a kid, I'm talking 15, 16 years old, I started doing like industrial stuff, acting. And then I think by the ripe old age of 18, I wanted nothing to do with it. I wanted to be a nurse. So I took a left turn for a while, which is great because I, I, I've got some nice background, which helps you when, you know, possession takes over. But then I, I knew when I was tap dancing on bedpans, that was a bad mistake. So I came back um, at being an actress in Hollywood for, for a long time, just your typical, I'm an actress, dancer in Hollywood. And then I started when I was too old for Hollywood at 30, <laughs> I've, I started a production company. I started my own production company and I'm like, Okay, that I'll just hire myself. And I started doing big shows, big industrial shows, corporate shows, live shows. So I kept this side of myself very, very secret. I was like, if I'm doing big shows for like these big Fortune 500 companies across the country, they can't know I talk to dead people and, you know, dance around bonfires in a cloak. So I'll just keep that really separate. I still had that sketch and improv background, the acting background, but it couldn't. And then in 2008, um, it was my private life. 2008, the whole corporate crash came the, and corporate entertainment and shows became a dirty word. And at the same time, reality television was going up, 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 up. So I, I'm sitting there looking at no shows. And, and then I got a call from somebody who knew my ability with seances, how I can lift the veil and everyone could see and experience. And they said, okay, we have this, this, this reality show. Again, I, I mean, reality was around, but you didn't know what it would become. I'm like, they go, we need somebody to do a seance on this TV show. I go, no, I can't. I, I go, if I was doing an acting thing, I could, but I, I can't be me as that. Please, please, please. No, no, I can't. As I'm looking at my empty calendar, please, please, please. And I'm like, well, okay, well, what, what is the name of the show and what is it? And, and he, he goes, 
well, it's called Mobile Home Disaster, and it's on country music television. And I'm like, well, nobody's going to watch that. <laughs> sure, I'll do it. And I had so much fun. It's like, oh, my gosh, I get to do me what I want to do. I actually got to help a little girl, a human little girl. And we did a whole seance and I talked to spirits. They followed me around with three cameras. I didn't have to memorize line. I got to do my empowering magic, which is what I'm really about. Showing people how amazing, not showing, like letting people know how amazing they are. Combines all my worlds, my my theatrical training, my improv training, my realness in my mediumship, my training, my witchdom, but never again. So I remember it, it aired and it was fun. And the very next day, the very next day, my biggest like national client called and it was like, I saw you on TV last night, Patty. And I'm like, I'll never work for whatever bank or whatever it is again. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I didn't know you were into the paranormal. I love the paranormal. And I'm like, oh, and we had the best conversation we had ever had for like 20 minutes, the most personal. I'm like, okay, I am out of the closet. I'm out of the psychic closet. I'm out of the medium closet. I'm out of the broom closet for being a witch. And so again, that world took off and off and off. Because again, I do know Hollywood. There's a lot of great psychics. There's a lot of great mediums. There's a lot of great witches, but I've got it all combined. And I know how to hit a mark and I know how to talk in sound bites. And I know. (laughs) So it was really fun. And my, I still have my production company. I just don't have much time to do anything. I, I did one little show last year, but it's fun. It's great. And I really get to do what I do. And now I get a, get a bigger audience. So for my private client, for my book, for my speaking engagements, which are my favorite thing, it, it all works out. Just kind of follow the universe, kind of go where you're led, kicking and screaming sometimes. But that's how. That's I just kind of took over. Never, never in my plan. Again, I was gifted since I was a little kid. I was talking to dead people since I was three or four. I knew magic. I knew stuffing herbs in my mom's purse would bring her more money when I was in my little suburban backyard, but it was just never my, my public world. So there you go. (laughs) You mentioned your book. Could you tell us a bit about that? Yes. I have a book. It's called old world magic for the modern world tips, tricks, and techniques to empower and create a life you love in working with people. How often we get, we are amazing beings. Humans to me are We are divine creatures and we have free will. We are the best of the best, but we so often give away our power to other people, to limiting belief systems, to fear, to self-doubt. And it's just the tiniest tweak. It's like, you guys, we're amazing. Tap back into this natural intuition, magic, connection with nature that we have and grab your power back. So I was in my one-on-one clientele, which is still my main business. I found myself saying the same thing over and over again. Plus being a Hollywood girl, I'm busy. I work like seven days a week, most nights a week. I'll film all night, work all day. Yeah, meditating for an hour is great. If I don't have an hour, I have 30 seconds to pull it together right now. So I came up with the way I see energy. I see energy. And then I study enough religion, philosophy, cosmologies to, to, to just weave it without that. It's like I came up with 30 second exercises using mind, body, spirit, philosophy that combines psychology and magic, working with the elements, you know, putting your body into air and fire and water and earth. Your earth is your grounding. It's who you are. Your fire is your passion, your creativity, love, sex, God. That is who you are. Where we get off balance is West and East. It's our water and our air, our emotions and our thoughts. What do we need more than anything to survive water and air? And, and so it's like I came up with these 30 second exercises. 
exercises using elemental, you know, run your hands underwater. That's the release. Think how good you feel after a shower, you know, grab onto a tree. If you can't grab onto a tree, grab onto a pencil. It still has the spirit of the tree for grounding. I do a lot of heka and sound and voice work for the fire. If you can't dance around a bonfire, you know, pulling in that that dragon, that kundalini energy. So it's just all simple, you know, a love magic, speaking to the dead magic, keeping your house clear, protection magic, simple, simple, anybody can do, you don't have to be a psychic, or a medium, or a witch, it doesn't have anything to do with your belief system. It's just tapping into moon cycles, all these things that again, early man knew, and we kind of forgot along the way, and there's so much power there. So I made this really simple book, I honestly spent more time around here somewhere. I spent more time unwriting it than writing it just because I wanted, when I started decades and decades ago, I would, I buy these big, beautiful books on magic or spirituality and they'd be like overwhelming or boring or too hard to understand. And they'd sit on the shelf and look really good. I'd buy some really simple little book. I'd buy Scott Cunningham or, and and I would devour it over. And so that's what I wanted. So after I wrote it, I go, Okay, half the words are just get rid of them. (laughs) So it's done really well. It's been out a year and a half, maybe pushing two years now. And it's it's bestseller like in five countries. And 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 I'm really happy because I hear from people. It just really helps. Take your power back. That's it. Magic's everywhere. You just got to look sometime. Fantastic. And congratulations on your book. Thank Um, you. What are your thoughts on the popular idea that a lot of psychics and mediums are deceptive? As they are. <laughs> uh, sadly, for every one real and legit psychic, medium, intuitive, whatever you want to call, there's still the, those ones just out for your money. And the, the, I mean, there's all sorts of techniques you could look like you're a psychic and not be cold reading technique and this tea, tell them what they want to hear techniques. And so I actually, I'm, we're on a kind of hiatus now, but 10 years ago, somebody started American Federation of Certified Psychics and Mediums, where you have to go through rigid, rigid testing to show you know what you are doing. And then also background checks to show you've never ripped anybody off. And it was great. And whatever you're certifying in, sadly, our founder is very ill right now, and there's nobody to kind of run it. But I just tell everybody, it's sadly, because really, there is a bunch of scam artists who just want your money. Not Some of us, you're driven to help people. You have this gift, you study, you do whatever, you're natural. And how there's a thousand different right ways to do it. But some people, so what I just tell people, number one, read reviews, because it tells a lot, because you can go to somebody, madam, whatever, and, and like, I do personally shy away from the storefront places because sadly, many of you, you're usually going to do better in a, in a metaphysical shop, a new age shop where these people are real working people and get to know them, you know, not saying everybody who has a little, you know, palm reader shop out on the street corner is bad by any means. But again, there's a difference in working in a metaphysical store, but I always just say, check them out. Definitely. Referrals are the best. And number two is the second, second they tell you you have a curse attached or a family this run because you don't because you don't um, anything that they want to control you anything fear based anything control based run you should leave their feeling in power not you have a curse attached and now we need money not nothing that's an upsell nothing. and it happens to because when you go see somebody it's not when you're feeling your best it's when you're you're vulnerable or you're weak or you need help with something I just had a, a beautiful couple. I mean, educated, beautiful, well-off couple. They drove all the way from San Diego. 
because some Hollywood psychic, storefront psychic, had told them they had a curse. She had already gotten $25,000 off them. They were happily married, nine months pregnant, no issues in the relationship, and there's no curse. She wanted another $75,000 more. And I look at her and I go, uh, no, no curse. You, if this is what you'd have, if you had a curse, this is what you'd feel. This is, you have any, no. And I see no curse. Luckily they had enough means they got their money back, but most people don't. And no, and they had lots of money. So she tried to get lots of money. I had another friend who had another Hollywood psychic, you know, street front local girl walked up to him and it's like, you need a reading. No one, you shouldn't solicit. Let them come to you. You need a reading. Oh my gosh, let me, I don't have any money. Well, how much do you have? I have $14. I'll do it for $14. He gave her her last $14 when he wanted to buy a taco. Okay. And then she, and then all of a sudden, yes, he had a curse attached. Yes, he'll never find love. Yes, he'll have whatever. And then she wanted another $300. for a box to put the demon in and this much money to go to church for get a very special candle whenever you hear that these are classic things just run just say no thank you but no thank you you don't need special candles you don't need boxes to put demon in you don't need things to go to whatever just run great advice how can someone know if they themselves are psychic as opposed to maybe just extra perceptive to what is around them like in the tv show psych he's not actually psychic he's just perceptive so how can someone know the difference for themselves test yourself test yourself i teach these things because i do think anybody can develop it i do think we're all born with it It, and again it just gets taught out of us in our modern western non-mystical society we took the magic out of everything oh well that's your imaginary friend maybe not um so i test yourself and it's fun don't worry about being wrong like what's the next phone what's the next song going to be on the radio i think grandma's going to call at two o'clock who's going to do what there's lots of ways to 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 test things like that i'm going to go this way i'm going to see that this far you know and and if you get premonitions on things like wow i think there's going to be an earthquake on tuesday write it down just take note of it don't worry if you're wrong because if you decide that you are psychic or you want to develop that because again i think everybody is to varying degrees you can't worry about being wrong because the more you worry about wrong the more you are the less you worry about being wrong the more you're right because you have to get your left brain out of the way because we have this beautiful left logical reasoning you know one plus one equals two brain that has nothing to do with your psychic ability your mediumship ability your intuitive that's over here you're right creative artistic spiritual side you have to learn to dance between the two because if you have this spiritual thought or wow the ghost of grandma standing behind me well that doesn't make sense you know flip it over the other brain that's somebody opened the window you just shut it down just say yeah okay maybe the ghost of grandma hi grandma is that you talk to her and in two hours if you want to go was that really grandma or was that indigestion then fine but just there's lots of ways there's billions of exercises that you can do and meditations and and, and just awareness. I have people like scan rooms all the time, like walk into a room, scan, 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 close your eyes, close your eyes. Okay. Now, so what did you see? Explain what you saw. And this is in the mundane world, not looking for ghosts or spirits. And then you see, oh, wow. Am I stronger at seeing? Am I stronger at knowing? Am I stronger at hearing? Am I stronger at smelling? Because then you're looking at the clair, clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient, and claircognizant, because that's all the different ways that you could do it, all equally valid. So the more you know yourself, because that's actually what was written on the above the door of every ancient mystery school, whatever the belief system is, first know thyself. Great advice. Thank you. 
you mentioned that you kind of were talking to to dead people from a very young age. When did you first realize that there was maybe something different about you and that you had psychic abilities? I thought it was completely normal. And I'm, I'm a toddler. I'm like three or four. And I just knew and almost cliche that the creature in the closet was real and the creature under the bed was real. And they actually were. I got real information. And my mom was like, yeah, grandma always did that too. Yeah. So it didn't get taught out of me or told it was my imaginary friend. Some were nice, some were not just like ghosts, just like humans. I always had this knowing though, that this is our realm of existence. I don't have to be that scared because we have control here. And I still live by that. If if I'm sent into the most haunted place in the world and let most evil serial killer channel through me, I still know that this is our realm of existence. And it got me through my whole life so far. So I I just always knew it was real. And I was always kind of obsessed with the dead, but never in a morbid or dark way at all. I just wanted to talk to him. So I did my first seance with seven or eight, probably seven and a half in my little suburban hallway. I went into the hall where there was no windows and no lights, stuff, towels under the doors. And then I realized I didn't know any dead people. So I'm like, Marilyn Monroe, John Kennedy, and whoever you know at seven or eight, (laughs) or at least who I knew at seven or eight. And all of a sudden, I think I came up with my first chant and my first sound magic and my little windowless, lightless hall filled with orbs and lights and shadows. And it was great. Me and my best friend, Sherry Jones, went running out. But inside, I was like, yes, this is real and we can control this. We can. So I've therefore studied my whole life. And on the witchy side of things, again, that more shamanic, I just... I've always had a connection to animals, to elements, to the sun, to the moon, to plants. I really would find myself in my backyard picking rosemary off my mom's bushes and, and mint and stuffing it in her wallet, knowing that, that those plants would give her more money. You know, decades later when I studied that, oh, yeah, these are the attributes of these plants. Just, it's just again, it's just in a, we, ha- we have just like dogs and cats have instincts. We have instincts and intuitions, but it, again, in this modern non-mystical world, so much of it has got taught out of us. That's why I just, I, I like people to like, wake that back up because it's there. Follow moon cycles. We are affected by the moon. Everybody talks about the full moon, right? Ah, the crazy full moon, the police department and hospital. Ooh, it's full moon. We'll get crazy. We're affected by every moon. We are almost 60% water, our bodies. Our planet is almost 70% water. We are affected by the moon. So if you follow that, every full moon, get out, be in gratitude, do magic. Thanks for what you want. Whoever you're thanking, God, the universe, the moon, your higher self. Thank you for this. Thank you. And make ask. And I want this. Thank you for my one bedroom apartment. I want a two bedroom apartment. It's a two day option. Don't get crazy. The next two weeks while the moon is waning or getting smaller, that's when you release what you don't need. That's when you would do that magic. That's when you time to quit smoking, time to, I worry too much. I don't take enough time for myself. It'll be 10 times easier if you start those things on the waning moon. You get down to the new moon every month, the dark moon, and that's when you go inside. That's when you do some contemplation. What do I want now? Not what did I want last month or not? What does the world want for me? Just what do I want now? And the next almost two weeks while the moon is waxing or getting bigger. It's written on your cell phone. It's written on every calendar. You can look out of the window. Waxing moon, that's when you add into your life. You ask for a raise. Go work out more, more lunch with your friends, whatever. So now all of a sudden in a month, you notice it within a couple of weeks. In a month's time, you're doing what we all strive to do, consciously creating each day with 
with two weeks of adding what you want and need that celebration and gratitude for what you have and the ask for what you want and the releasing not good or bad, but what's no longer serving you in the contemplation, just like breathing that thing none of us do. And we all need to do the good stuff in your life gets better faster and faster. And the stuff you don't need anymore just starts falling away with the grace and ease of the moon that easy. That's the kind of stuff that's in the book. And again, it's just getting close and people just have this little eye going, that makes so much sense. Oh my gosh, that works. Yeah, it's easy. Wonderful. Well, it's been so great chatting with you. Uh, Where can people find you online and get in touch with you? I'm all the social medias. The best base is pattynegri.com, P-A-T-T-I-N-E-G-R-I.com. I have a newsletter, not that I send very many out, but when I do, they're great, magical things to do at home. My book, there's a list there. You could also get it on Amazon. All the usual social medias, Patty Negri Psychic Medium, the verified one on Facebook, uh, at Patty Negri on Twitter, and Patty.Negri on Instagram. So yes, thank you for having me on. Super. Well, thanks so much again. Take care. Last but not least, let's talk about barefooting. My barefoot adventures this week included a trip to a community rec center with a new workout buddy that I met on Facebook. I forgot to warn him ahead of time about the whole no shoes thing, so he was a bit surprised when I walked in sans footwear, even though it was zero Celsius, 32 Fahrenheit outside. I did wear socks while in the fitness area of the rec center because no thanks to planter warts and foot fungus. Beyond being surprised that the exercise equipment didn't hurt my feet and that I could handle being barefoot outside, my new workout buddy seemed pretty chill with it. In barefoot news, in the most sensationalized headline I have seen in a long time, Metro declared, quote, school children made to do PE barefoot so they didn't ruin posh new floor, end quote. It's the kind of headline made to grab your attention and outrage people right away. Upon actually reading the article, something people seem to do less and less of these days, you learn what really happened. After an 18-month renovation that included putting in a new gym floor, Inchinen Primary in Renfrewshire, Scotland, informed parents that their children would be required to wear white-soled gym shoes during physical education class in order to not damage the new gym floor. If they don't have white-soled gym shoes, they can go barefoot. This isn't children having no choice but to be barefoot. They can wear the appropriate gym shoes, which the school let parents know about, or they can go barefoot. There's no forcing involved here. There's probably also a third option, which is to sit out of gym class for the day and to take a zero grade, which was what kids in my physical education classes had to do if they didn't have appropriate shoes. But of course, parents wrote into the community paper to complain, got on social media to complain that the school forced their kids to do PE barefoot. Guess what? You had instructions for how to avoid this. It's called choice and accountability. Welcome to reality. I would have loved to have the option to do gym class barefoot, so stop whining. I attended Brigham Young University while Bronco Mendenhall was the football coach. He's now coaching for Virginia, and the universities played each other for the first time in Bronco's six years at Virginia yesterday. Utah is kind of a weird place, and just about everyone in the state is obsessed with one of the two major universities there, the other being the University of Utah. So it's not all that surprising that Salt Lake City newspaper Deseret News contacted a bunch of former BYU football players to ask them what Bronco is really like and their most memorable moments with him. Riley Nelson, quarterback from 2009 to 2012, told the Deseret News, I just remember him walking around the football offices barefoot in the summer. Bronco, that's against the honor code, that's against the honor code, that's against the honor code. And for anyone who didn't have the um, pleasure of going to BYU, 
That's a little song they sing in New Student Orientation while doing a skit about a girl borrowing a too short skirt from her roommate and other seriously non-issues for adults. But BYU is a bit of a nanny school that literally makes students sign a pledge promising they won't drink coffee, wear skirts shorter than the knees, or go barefoot on campus, among other things. This pledge is called the Honor Code, and professors and staff also have to agree to live it when they get hired. I don't have any specific memories of Bronco, since I wasn't on the football team, but I worked in catering and made the pre-game bacon-wrapped pork loins for the team. Nobody mentioned eating those with Bronco in their interviews with Deseret News, which is probably for the better, because one time I accidentally forgot to clean the drip pan in the oven while it was cooking, set the whole thing on fire, and they lost the football game that weekend. So all my friends blamed me because I messed up the pregame meal. Anyway, uh, BYU against Virginia. BYU actually won, which is kind of surprising. Anyway, that's all for this week's episode. I'll be back next week with an interview with children's author Virginia Moore. Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. Thank you to Legion X for my intro and outro music. You can find me on Twitter at sierrabarefoot and on TikTok at sierraisbarefoot. All of my books are available on Amazon and on my website sierrathebarefootgirl.com. My Patreon is patreon.com slash possumpete. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra.